Welcome to tonight's episode of the Mary Trump Show Strategy Sessions, where my guests and I try to help people understand what's at stake in the November 2022 midterms and uh, try to figure out how uh, Democrats can can win and hopefully win big. Tonight, I'm so uh, pleased to welcome as my guest uh, two brilliant comedians and satirists, uh, whom you might best know as the good liars, Jason Selvig and Avram Stiefler. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having Hello, us. Thanks for having us. Uh, you know, um, I've seen probably most of your videos and, um, I've been a little concerned that you might be running out of material. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've never heard that, but it is honestly, it's overwhelming. Uh, so Part of, I have a lot of questions for you about how how you decide where to go and uh, the people you decide to talk to. Um, but before we get to to that, I one of the things that fascinates me about your work is that you you come across uh, as approaching these people with a real seriousness and a real curiosity uh, into what they're thinking. It it doesn't come across as mockery. Which, first of all, I salute you. I don't know that I could do that. But secondly, the reason I think that's important, um, you know, beyond the uh, the comedy and beyond the, um, I don't know, giving the rest of us a chance to maybe not feel so bad about ourselves, uh, is the fact that these are real human beings who... Um, make up a significant minority of this country and we need to figure out what to do about that. So Jason, I'll start with you. Um, how do you approach this? Uh, it, it feels like uh, you guys are walking a tight, you make it look easy, don't get me wrong. But when I step back, it, it's sort of like you're walking a tightrope, which is quite impressive and feels scary. Yeah, when we go to these events, we, we, we always try and approach it with um, uh, a sense of curiosity. Um, we we want to know what what people think and we want to know you know some of the some of the more out there theories you know of course you you can hear like jfk jr is alive and you're like okay we know that that's not true but if you ask a couple follow-up questions maybe you can get to the bottom of of why this person believes it or how they they heard about this in the first place so it really is i guess using that sense of curiosity and then also going up there, going out there, not necessarily, you know, trying to mock the the person you're talking to, like actually having a conversation. Um, Cause that, that's usually what, what happens in, and in, in and especially in some of the more, more successful videos is it is really a conversation going back and forth between yeah. us where we land on, you know, some out there fact, like Jim Carrey is playing Joe Biden or something like that, which this person probably would not, you know, put out there uh, in the first hello. It's it takes a little bit of a conversation to get there, right? And just so uh, our listeners are clear, JFK Jr. is not alive, but apparently, based on a recent interview you did, uh, Paul Revere is still alive. Yes, um, yes. So that's it's good to know. <laughs> and he is a real hard ass. I'll tell you what. Uh, we got into a little confrontation with him. So. That that was rough. 
you couldn't get a hug from Jim Acosta. It was a very know, rough day. I know. Very rough day. But um, I called him by the wrong name, so I I, I don't blame him for not. Getting, uh, <laughs> That's right, and I, I, I think I just did too. It's Robert, yeah. not Jim. <laughs> yes, yeah, there we go. Right. So he wouldn't. Get I think I said that. Yeah, that was yeah. my my intel. I'm sorry about that. That's so, okay. No problem. I'm not going to hold it. Peter against Acosta, and it's okay. They look absolutely yeah. not think alike. I know. Okay. I know. I, Devon, I I think that one of the things that is so valuable about the work um, that you guys do is that you you leave so much room for the people you interview to come to an understanding, maybe, you know, come to a different understanding. You're using their own words against, not against them, but you're using your, their own words to help them understand the inherent contradictions, the nonsensical nature of much of it. Um, I'm thinking at the, mo at the moment of the, the uh, gentleman who uh, claimed that the insurrection was Antifa um, or the guy holding the desecrated flag who uh, <laughs> you know, has a huge problem with people kneeling at football games. Does it, uh, are you shocked uh, that you, that they just can't get there and just sort of dig in? Or is that your sense? Do they dig in or is there any room for hoping I, they can grow? People generally kind of dig in. And I think as we've developed what we do, we have given that, that room you're describing for people to kind of reason through it on their own and see if they still feel that way after answering a couple questions. I think we've, you know, we used to go in maybe with more specific ideas and now we kind of want to let people talk and see you know, if they, when confronted with some facts, will change their opinion at all. Every so often we're, you know, kind of surprised. Some will say, you know what, you're right. Or like, uh, you know, have, have some sort of viewpoint that conflicts with what we think these people are thinking. And we're, you know, very pleasantly surprised. But for the most part, I mean, I think we're all kind of guilty of that. We, we dig into our points of view. But when your point of view is like so out there, uh, it's just kind of shocking to all of us, uh, you know. Uh, us included who are there interviewing these people like jason said we go into it with sense of curiosity we want to know and we do hope people will examine uh you know what they're saying as they're saying it and maybe come to a new realization but we we rarely rarely see it you you've been at this for a long time um i believe you started with occupy <laughs> it cracks me up every time i say this occupy occupy wall street um, That's right. That was a, an important mo uh, moment. It's it, fabulous. It was an important movement. It was. It was a big. It was big. And and the sad yeah. part is the Occupy Occupy. Wall Street movement oh, won. won. It won big time. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's down to both of you. Yes. Uh, so well, thanks. unfortunately. Um, yeah. But listen, that 1% really did need to be given a voice. Uh, exactly. I think that's fair 1% of the people. I mean, someone's got to say what they're thinking, right? Most of the voiceless. And look look how far they've come. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that was a very different time. <laughs> I think 10 years ago, we could not possibly have imagined uh, how insane things would be. And I'm wondering, Jason, if you've, if you've seen, I, I guess devolution <laughs> would be, would be the, uh, the term in, in the, the ways in which people are engaged politically. Uh, yes, definitely. And also we, we've, because of 
uh, the spread of fake news and, and things like that, we've kind of changed how we have gone about doing things ourselves. Right. Like when we did Occupy Occupy Wall Street, we you know got on CNN and a couple news channels, and that was a goal. We were like, oh, this is funny. We're giving the voice to the voiceless. We're gonna be we're gonna go on the news as these guys, um, which was you know in a sense that's fake news. Like you're creating fake news right there. Right. And then you know after Trump, we were kind of like kind of taking a step back from that being like, maybe this is, there's like, we, we can't be kind of be part of that world. Um, but as far, as far as the political discourse goes and like just how people are kind of, you know, getting their politics, um, there's, there's a whole, um, segment of the population that is, you know, treating the political rallies like they're pro wrestling matches or like music festivals, which, to Trump's credit, um, like that, they people are having a great time there. They really are. Like this is, they're they're a fun place to be if you have the same set of values and the same belief system. So, in a in a way, the the left has not caught up to that <laughs> because he's he's created something that is that is a political movement that doesn't feel like a political movement. Wait, so well, is, yeah, I don't know if that's a speaking of like the the evolution of of the of discourse i feel like it's like you know back when we were doing this occupy occupy wall street stuff you know republicans would say about democrats like they you know they want to tax me too much and i don't believe in these social programs that these taxes are going to fund and that's my fundamental difference and now it's like these globalist pedophiles are trying to kill you <laughs> so it's like that yeah. feels like a, a big fall off in the last few years as far as like those people are different than you. What is it? Oh, they believe in bigger government. No, they're, you know, trying to destroy your way of life, uh, is seems to be the discourse now. Yeah. And and I think those two things perfectly encapsulate what we're dealing with or, or not dealing with particularly well on the left. On the one hand, it's politics as WWE. Um, you know, they're, they're tailgating. It's, and it's all fun until Donald starts talking and then it gets, it does get really quite boring. Um, you know, he always reminds me of Lenny Bruce at the end of his career when he would just get on stage and read transcripts. From right, his, right. His He's like, yes, this is Article A here. What's this? Yeah. yeah. One like, rally, like, uh, uh, you know, just be- before the election, I guess. And he just watched Fox News clips from the stage. It was <laughs> like, so bizarre. So, so bizarre. bizarre. What is this? How does this pass as like, a worthwhile thing to attend. What are we, it's like photocopying a mirror. It's like, he's saying the things to these people who are saying them to influence him. And it's just this ping pong. And we just watched him watch Fox news on stage for a while. Because that's, that's one of the things that, that makes this all so mind blowing. I mean, first of all, you know, I've known Donald my whole life, and I've never seen any redeeming qualities in the man. He's boring. He's a really deeply boring human being. And yet, um, like, you know, even when he's doing something semi-original, but you have these, I guess all you can call them anymore is followers. (laughs) You know, they're they're not supporters, they're followers. And you could even go so far as to say cult followers. What's really hard to get to wrap one's mind around is how do they stay engaged when it's so 
it's boring and it's so clearly just a vanity project. Well, I think he's at, to to the the point about the followers now. Devron, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like I, I feel like we've talked to a lot of people recently that love Donald Trump and like loved him as president, but don't want him to run in in 2024 and this is at rallies these are people that are going to trump rallies to see donald trump speak and to like play the hits and all that stuff they don't want him to run i mean Um, when you say a lot of people like one in 10 or 12 right yeah yeah i would say yes yes yeah like statistically maybe five or something yeah yeah yeah. because like you're talking about his groupies so that's that is a significant number Do, do they say why they think he's I, I think that some of his supporters like like loved the policies, loved hit that he was um, a fighter and fight was fighting for his, their values, uh-huh. but uh, didn't like his leadership style, didn't like him tweeting like these were not like you think every single Trump supporter is like, oh, Donald Trump's the best because he says the things other people won't say, which is true to a certain extent. But I think some people are are kind of like want to wash their hands a bit. They're, they're sick of defending themselves as Trump supporters right. when he like says these ridiculous things. And I think people realize he's getting a little older too. And people, one, one of the things people are criticizing Biden so much for is there, you know, is this guy totally on mentally. And I think some people have said, well, Trump's getting a little older, you know, I'm not sure. Like maybe, maybe a guy like DeSantis or something like that. But I think they're starting to, to just, just just realize his age and maybe it's time to start shifting some focus, I guess. But like you said, it it is a meaningful percentage of the people showing up to these things. Yeah. And even so, listen, I I unfortunately uh, don't think for a second that we can ignore Donald um, or uh, discount him. Um, I wish we could. I think we'd all just, our lives would be better, but uh, less stressful, certainly. But Defarm, you also pointed to the, the other end of the spectrum here, far from the entertainment value, we have people um, believing in and running with the most, not just extreme, but um, kind of terrifying beliefs about what's going on in the world and who they're sharing this country with. Um, Do you get that sense that because to me, it seems like it's, it's they're they're angry in person, but it seems like it's based on just fear that's been stoked by people like Donald and others uh, on the right. Do, do you I get think, that sense? Yeah, I think it's fear that's been stoked, but there's also this odd like optimism about the whole thing, where you talk to these people, and sometimes it's it's, it's anger and it's fear, and sometimes they're like it's great because you're you're gonna see it it's all gonna unfold and you're gonna you're all gonna find out the truth soon i mean it's really cult speak but it's like some of the people seem angry and some of the people seem like it's just great that this is finally happening um you know and you're referring to like the q people i'm referring to the q people that like this like how great is it that we get to be around when this is all going to become clear now i don't know where that goes in a few months when they right. inevitably miss more and more of their deadlines um we ran into a guy with a a trump jfk jr 2021 shirt um like yes that was ago and he's still wearing it so uh you you know you didn't want to bother updating yeah. the shirt i guess so these who knows where that goes some of the people are super angry and some of them there's almost like this euphoric 
like thing like hey we're with these like-minded people and it's all gonna be laid bare soon um but obviously then they follow it up with like and uh anthony fauci's already in gitmo and right. all these people are already gone and so it's followed up by very scary things it is difficult uh, and i i do i think this is you alluded to this earlier jason that that one of the disadvantages the Democrats have is that they 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 seem not to grasp the change that's occurred over the last six at least six years, and this happened with the Republicans in the 2016 um, nominating process. You know, they treated them with the the help of the media. They treated. Donald like a normal candidate and when he proved not to be even though he got being reported that way they could not figure out a way to respond uh that could diffuse him and let him run rampant all over them um do you do you see that and are there any um do you see any openings for democrats to start crafting messages that can break through. And I'm not talking about bringing over the cult leader. I'm talking about getting, keeping people um, motivated and helping people understand that, you know, this is not, these are not normal times and we need all hands on deck. Yeah. It's, it's difficult because uh, we were actually talking about this the other day. It's like, who, who do you run against somebody like Trump um, from, from the Democrats that you want to like fight fire with fire, but you could, you know, end up, burning down the whole house if you fight fire with fire. So, um, and the Democrats, you know, part, part of the message of Democrats is in inclusiveness and the, the message of the Republicans is these people are causing your problems. So like they're, they're already kind of playing an unfair game against Democrats right now. I think Democrats like uh, the, the thing that, that, resonated with people who like Donald Trump, who were Trump supporters. And some of them were, were Bernie supporters and they, they were, they're upset. They think they got a raw deal and you can, they're, they're you know, they hear things like white privilege and stuff like that. And they, he think I'm not making that much money. I'm not, I'm not experiencing white privilege. Like don't talk about this. Right. Donald Trump gets it. Like these words are not going to like put more money in my wallet. Um, and it's it really is like making taking on the bad guys, I think, in my mind, which is like corporate interest and and the rich that are getting richer and richer and richer and spreading the wealth a little bit in the country. And I think that there are that that is such an easy thing to say as Democrats talk, uh, tax the rich. I can't say it very easily, <laughs> but it's very easy for Democrats. Uh, it would be an easy thing for Democrats to say tax the rich. Um, and, you know, Biden. Democrats, they really ha they haven't done that much <laughs> in the two years they've had. Granted, they don't have the Senate. You know, there are two Republicans with D's next to their name um, yeah. right right now in the Senate. So, yeah. um, it, it, how do you sell that? How do you sell that to the to the American people right now? I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's the yeah, tough. I think, I think it's really tough to sell to people that you have to go out and vote so that we can keep the Democrats in power when this is what it has looked like. They, they haven't really been. Um, yeah. And I don't think that's a winning thing to, to say, uh, you know, lesser of two evils. It'll, it'll get worse if you don't. Um, so I do think that's a challenge to like, to figure out what that message is. And what, what Jason said, I think is like, you know, this wealth 
uh, inequality, income inequality, and and the ever widening gap here that should break through. That should affect everyone um, if if they can let people know how you know their lives can be improved. I guess this is what they've been trying to do forever, but. Um, I think that would be a universal thing to convince people is important. One of one of the uh, problem I think it's been a problem for a long time, but it, but it's certainly worse now. Is that you know there's always a focus on issues in the moment, uh, like inflation or gas prices, over which presidents have no control, um, right. and that sort of undercuts any good that's been done. I mean, you look at Biden's jobs records and it's insanely good. Uh, so on the one hand, you have Democrats not convinced for reasons I'm not quite sure and acting as if coronavirus is Biden's fault when it's clearly not. And on the other hand, you have the Republican Republican base um, being energized by insanity. <laughs> It's just insane. I'm often amazed that you can keep a straight face um, <laughs> or 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 not, you know, act totally horrified. And that also feels like a disadvantage too. Like how do you how do you figure out a way? Like, is there a way to use comedy <laughs> um, to help Democrats understand or help Democrats, you know? Uh, start to challenge their own assumptions about things because that's what you do. Unfortunately, a lot of times you're doing it with people who are incapable of making that leap. Um, but you know, the democratic base is very different kind of base. You know, we're all we're 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 people who want everybody to have health care, for example, and the Republican base is a bunch of uh, fascists, quite honestly. Uh, so they're not they're not equal, and yet. Still, because there, there's no drama. I, I'm not really sure. Have, have you? I know you deal mostly, at least recently, with the maggots. But um, do you have opportunities to deal, talk to? I know you did in your your last film, but um, you know to deal with Democrats on a fairly regular basis to see what's going on with them because I can't figure it out, and I am one. <laughs> well, we've been, you know, we've been out there. You know, since the election, the only like rallies that were have been happening were were Trump rallies, and he's having right. them for some reason. No one really knows why he's having them, but he's having them now. I guess he's endorsing. He really has nothing else to do. Right, right. It's like, oh no, I can fit a game of golf and then do the rally. <laughs> That's, That's right. Perfect. That's right. Um, but I mean, it's definitely something we we want to you know we we want to be equal opportunity. Uh, offenders, but mm -hmm. also like we're, we're not like cool with fascism at the same time, like you said. So, yeah. um, uh, so I think that's, we'll, we'll, we'll see in the, in the, in the midterms and like, and how that messaging would go and, and, and how it would, could help or, or hurt potentially. And, uh, depending on which way you look at it, I don't know, Devon, is there anyone that you're out there that you're like, Oh, we got to go to that rally. I mean, I, what you said about these are the, the gatherings that are happening. And this was through COVID too. We tried to be as careful as we right. could. We wanted to film this movie. I mean, where else were people getting together with like really out there views that we could go talk right. with? I think we're very much open to, you know, um, you, you know, go, going to gatherings of Democrats and trying to talk to interesting people. But uh, 
this is just a whole different animal and it just keeps, I don't know, gaining steam. And especially through the midterms, I think these things are going to keep happening. We're definitely open to it, but this is just like what we're interested in and what people seem to be interested in right now. So. And I, th I think that um, the work you do is valuable because you're not, you're not going to change minds and that's not your job anyway. Your job is to, you know, um, do what you do. Uh, but those of us watching your work um, should use it as an opportunity uh, to gain insight into what we are dealing with and that failure to brush people. And then again, I, t I, I don't mean to repeat myself, but it, I think it's so important the way in which you hang in with these people and, and let them talk without belittling them or making them feel small or ashamed matters. Um, you know, I may feel a particular way about them, but what I also know about them is that they've been lied to. They've mm -hmm. been lied to by everybody. They've put their trust in with their vote. And uh, that needs to be taken to, into account. And I think Democrats, you know, miss a real opportunity if they just brush them off entirely. And again, I'm not talking about changing minds about voting. I'm talking about um, doing the slightest thing to be less divided. I wonder, uh, given what you do, how how are you able to keep at it when quite honestly, you know, the, the last week in particular, or not in particular, but it's just the latest in a week of news. Uh, it's just, it's getting, it is unbearable. It's got, it's been unbearable for a while. And if anybody had told me a year and a half ago that things would be worse now than they were at the end of 2020, I would have laughed. <laughs> But here we are and things are worse. How do you hang in there? And how do you do you choose um, your project based on um, overcoming that sense of despair and helplessness? Or you just like kind of put your blinders on and just keep doing what you're doing? Well, we we've been at this for a while and we definitely have people say thank you guys for doing this. I didn't know that this was something that could even be laughed at. And I really needed that. And I think we give people the ability to like stomach staying in politics, like just paying attention because at least there's some entertaining and funny way maybe to, to keep watching and caring about what's happening, but also speaking to the changing minds thing. I mean, we may not change our minds and, and the people we talk to may rarely change theirs, but we hope that the people we're reaching, you know, through our social media and just people sharing our videos. And we hope that they're, they're watching and they're thinking, Oh, that doesn't make a ton of sense. Maybe I'm not like that person. And maybe in, in a, a slow way, kind of creating a bigger middle, <laughs> you know, if we can, if we can let people know that that's a little insane, what if you didn't believe that that part of it? Um, mm -hmm. And they may still be conservatives, and they may still be Republicans. And like you said, it may not re the result may not be a Democratic vote uh, in November. But at least if they don't feel as extreme, I think we've done a lot, and I hope I hope we're doing that. Yeah, it was tough the last the last couple of weeks. You know, it's been terrible news. And Devram and I kind of talked, and we were like, 
you know, we were kind of down about stuff and we were like, we got to get back to the basics. We need to do, you know, something that's going to unite people and not divide them. So uh, last week we went to a Ted Cruz rally and uh, made fun of Ted Cruz to his face. And that, I think it, it made me feel a little bit better. And I'm, I'm excited to share the videos with the world because I think that is something that unites, you know, Democrats oh, and a lot of Republicans. Yeah. Over the I, years, I mean, this is a, a handful of times we've, we've talked with Ted Cruz and people on both sides are, are usually psyched about it. I literally can't think of anything more unifying than going after Ted Cruz. I don't know if you guys have, have ever heard this, but I think it was his college roommate or something was asked, why do people hate Ted Cruz immediately? And his response was, because it saves time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I like that idea because things are really heavy. And I think when if you, if you stay in the same place for too long, it, it does get demoralizing. And uh, <laughs> uniting us over anything, even if it's hatred of a particular truly vile policy. I hope we do Rand Paul next. Um, you know, that is a service that you provide. Yeah, we handed out, I, it was, I guess this was in January, we handed out Ted Cruz sucks signs at a Trump rally and people were excited about it. They were like, yes, yeah. he does suck. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> I mean, I guess I wasn't surprised as a human being, but right. like, I was surprised like politically there, I guess. Right. But what's what's interesting is we're seeing this it's not a break, certainly, but we're seeing a bit of a fracture. You know, uh, Ted Cruz stumped for um, J.D. Vance's opponent in Ohio, which is probably and, uh, why yeah. he ended up losing. Um, and Donald, of course, stumped for J.D. Vance. And this really shocks me because I didn't know that Mike Pence was allowed out of his house, let alone <laughs> doing something this this drastic he is um campaigning with brian kemp who is right. donald's arch enemy right so there are fissures perhaps that we could start to exploit um do you do you see a way of um using your style to go there i mean obviously it worked with Cruz. i mean i think it would be fascinating for you guys to go down to uh georgia because, well, that's all going on, you know, it's because it's not just Cruz, not sorry, it's not just Kemp versus the guy whose name I can't remember. It's Donald versus Pence. Right, right. I mean, I can't imagine. I feel like Donald's he's he's going to win. It feels weird. Honestly, I, I feel a little weird saying Trump here because I'm talking to a Trump right now. And <laughs> it does, I'm like saying Donald is very, very weird for me. So oh, I don't we know have to call to him Donald though, because honestly, people think when I call him Donald, I'm I'm being insulting. No, I've called him Donald my entire life. What else am I going to call him? I never called him Uncle Donald ever. Nobody did. So that's what I call him. I'm not calling him Mr. Trump. That would be really weird. But <laughs> he hates it when people call him that. So it's sort of a bonus. So oh, I think God. you guys should get used to it. What about Uncle D? Did you ever call him Uncle D? No, it was a weird thing. My my dad was Uncle Freddie. My Aunt Marianne was Aunt Marianne. But Donald was Donald. Elizabeth was Elizabeth. And Robert was Robert. I have no idea what. I think it was it then. He was fine with it then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hates right. it now. I'm going to call him Uncle D. I've decided that. <laughs> <Okay>. so. <laughs> He'll probably hate that, too, because <laughs> honestly, um, it might remind him of me. <laughs> Just, which is fun. <laughs> 
Um, Sorry, I, I totally like uh, sidestepped no, no, no. to whatever question that was by this observation. We're talking about Georgia, right? Yeah, you were talking about Donald not losing. Oh, yeah. I think Donald's, I, I, so, I don't like that. I don't think Uncle D is going to. He, I'm sorry, I, as, as a uh, psychologist, I'm very curious. <laughs> don't psychoanalyze whatever's happening right now. Um, I think I think he's gonna he's got a such a pull there. I mean, Pence obviously. I don't think he would move the needle right. at all. And if people liked, you know, Camp, they they they'll, they'll probably still like him. But maybe right. having Pence would would hurt him. To be honest, I don't know. Totally. But I haven't looked at the poll numbers. I don't know what's going on there. Is it, Kemp is, is out in front by a lot. Oh, really? Kemp is. And then um, Marjorie Taylor Greens is is got her primary coming up too. When is that? When is that? I should know this. I should know that too, and I don't mostly because I hate thinking about her. Um, hmm. But but Madison. Let's Cawthorn, let's let's dive into that. Why do you yeah, think that is? Calling Aunt Marjorie or whatever and figure out why. <laughs> Aunt Marjorie, why don't you like her? <laughs> do you think it's a really deep, mysterious reason? She's vile. <laughs> She's vile. Okay, all right. Same reason as everybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same same. <laughs> um, you're. Your approach to things has changed over the last, obviously, over the last ten years. Did you guys meet um, right around the time of Occupy Occupy Wall Street? No, we we were doing. Uh, we met through some mutual friends doing comedy in the city, and then for a couple of years, we were, um, or at least months, we were a we were basketball buddies. We just played basketball together. I don't think anyone says basketball buddies really, no. but we were, we played basketball <laughs> together, that, pick it? up games and stuff. Uh, um, until Jason had a, a career-ending injury, I guess, and then we had to explore uh, comedy together after that. Yeah. Well, you were there for the career-ending injury as well. It was at yeah. Chelsea Piers here in New York. I separated my shoulders. Very sad. Yeah. She walks away. Yeah, I I can totally relate to that. It's, I'm I'm very sorry because I know that's uh, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I've still played. We we've played recently, but I I just have to. It's it's basically like the senior league. That I um, that I just can't. I'm like, just you can't touch me. Just don't touch me. <laughs> so so it's well, basketball is not supposed to be a contact sport anyway. So well, yeah. you got to box out. You got to go for rebounds. Things can happen. Well, just I'm, I'm a really aggressive player. I'm sure I was a pest, and so I'm <laughs> sure a lot of people, maybe Devram included, were happy to see me go down. I don't know. Oh, but um, a few months after that, Occupy Wall Street. And then uh, we we were kind of like, you know, let's go shoot one thing down there. This could be an interesting place. And as Jason alluded to before, we were playing these crazy characters, and we were dressed terribly. We were dressed in thrift store suits. You and, really were. Like, that yeah. was the first day. I was like, why is anybody buying <laughs> this? That was our was best impression. That was the best we could no do. Boxing. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and that's, how, that's how we got found out. Yeah. yeah. Rachel Maddow found, found us out. Um, our, you know, my shoelaces were fraying, I think, and it was like these guys can't be for real. But we, we were there. We thought we would shoot for one day and pretend to be bankers. And uh, people started believing us. We were saying like, you know, if, if you guys don't leave this park, we're not going to be able to afford our cocaine habits, and we can't. <laughs> have that. Like, it, we we tried to get crazier and crazier. Like, who's going to have our? Who's going to get our season Yankees tickets? But when we can't afford them and all this stuff, but people thought we were real. They thought we were trying to be funny, but they thought we were seriously bankers. 
And between the media believing us and bankers actually joining us, we put, we started, we collected emails, we emailed people, we had real bankers join us saying the same stuff next to us. We realized like there's comedy to be had here. There's, you know, important social commentary. Never did we see, you know, 2015, 16 and beyond with, uh, with uncle D and, uh, <laughs> The Republican Party. We we didn't think we would go that direction. So we were kind of sporadically doing these these things, these type of things together. And then we did a film for the the 2016 election. And yeah, I was just going to ask you about Undecided, the movie. If you haven't seen it, you must. So how did that come together? Well, we went to um, a, a, a Trump rally in early 2016, very early 2016, and. Um, we we you know in the middle of his speech we we had a one plan that we went in there with and uh we thought maybe this isn't the funniest thing we could possibly do we'd gotten there early we're in the front row and then it just occurred to us how bored we were after he was telling a story about how he had like eaten a cheeseburger at some other guy's golf club and how the cheeseburger was pretty good and then he read some letter that he'd written or someone had written to him We, we got so bored uh, and we realized that might be the actual way to get under his skin. We we started yelling at him that he was boring and he was here to entertain us and tell some more jokes and kind of what we were really feeling. Like we came all the way up here, do something funny. Um, and <laughs> which is which is by the way something he's incapable of doing. But right. you shouldn't be bored, certainly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we 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 drove five hours. We waited five hours. Like do something. He couldn't. He just kicked us out. Yeah, he failed. But low, you know, low energy. It was right, low energy. Low energy. <laughs> but, you know, Weak. a lot of people watched the videos and we were able to to bring someone on um, to help us produce and direct. And like, really, it was this kind of free flowing process where we were trying to figure out if we had a feature film and all this and we would keep going out and shooting. And it was like all nighters in the edit studio um, to to rush to get it out before the election. I think it was out like three weeks, two weeks before the election. So it's a crazy project. We're really, you know, proud of it considering the the timeline, especially it was a. Wow. Yeah. And, and it was um, not just a crazy time, but it was a time when people really, really needed to, to have a sort of inside view of what was going on in these rallies and in, and not, you know, not just his, but other candidates as well. Um, and people after after he won, people just stopped watching it. Nobody <laughs> they were like, we don't want to be like it was literally the moment it happened. We were like, I oh, watched it for two years, probably. Yeah. I don't know when you watched. I couldn't it. watch it. Yeah, it's very depressing. But you have a you have a new feature coming out called the supporters. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And then before after that, before we wrap, I have another question for you guys. But I really want to hear about. I want everybody to hear about the supporters and and where they can find it and where they can find you. Sure. Yeah, we we shot. It was kind of the exact opposite of um, undecided, where we kind of like went in with. We didn't have as much of a plan. We started undecided. The supporters, we kind of had a plan, and like it seemed like we had like an avenue to to put it out and um, fundraising and all that stuff. And then COVID happened, and everything fell apart. Yeah. Um, and not only did we not have a story, we didn't because the story was based on like a normal election cycle kind of, um, we didn't have like a, 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 a like a way to put it out, uh, before the election. So we kept filming and then, you know, we ended up filming after the election at January 6th 
and we wove it all into a narrative feature um, that that we um, put out last year, like around November last year. We put on uh, the one year anniversary of uh, of the of the twenty twenty election, right? Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, wow. So you can watch that now, supportersmovie.com, although the the link is broken right now. So somebody has to fix it. Oh, follow us on, on our social media. We're gonna put it out. We're, we're gonna we're gonna put it out again. We'll put a link. But little. if you want to watch Undecided, you can watch it on our Patreon right now. Um, it's also on iTunes and Amazon and all that stuff. But if pay if you want to support us, you can you can go to our Patreon and watch it for free after you pay to become a patron so yeah come on become a patron guys it's and i'm actually i'm so sorry i thought it was i was coming out i'm that's oh no 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 worries no worries i get to watch it now please do very cool so yes everybody and also people can go um they can follow you on youtube at the good liars yes it's actually good liars on youtube we try to make it as confusing as possible for people to follow i meant twitter sorry oh yes yes at the wow that is very confusing twitter's at the good Liars and yes. YouTube is good, good liars. liars. It's yeah. Oh. TikTok is the good it's liars. Joke we're pulling, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a very, good lie. And then very, the funniest part is you can follow us on Instagram at TGLNYC because there is a fan page for Pretty Little Liars and the Good Place that has not posted a single thing and has had that for the last ten years. So, oh my god, TGLNYC. And and send them a mean message. Don't send them a mean message. We, I actually, I never. We get mean messages sometimes. I never want to encourage anyone to to spam anybody. Never. But, like, what are they doing? What's happening here? Um, it's very, I'm very selfish. About that. It, yes. I think they could be nudged, but um, you do make it hard for people to know where to follow you across several different media. But that's okay. We have a link tree, and we have goodliars.com. Everything is there. Anything yes. you can ever want. And you can actually watch the supporters. Um, there's a link on there. Maybe. I don't remember. I think yeah, so. Yeah, and we're going to put all the links in the show notes. And now it's time for me to put you a little bit on the spot. Um, oh you know, we, uh, as you might you might concur, the Democrats, uh, as a friend of mine recently said, uh, bring a 30-page white paper to a gunfight. And <laughs> we can't afford nuance. Like, I kind of feel like that... This election, it's democracy versus fascism. You know, you choose while you still can. Um, so can you help the Democrats find a message that's succinct enough to fit on a bumper sticker? And I, I'll leave it up to you, which which one of you wants to go first, because I know the, the pressure is on. All right, Devram, I'll go first here. And I'm sure somebody said this before. Um, Trump 2022. We need you to run. You have to run. You have to run right now. It's so confusing. We have to pick a district that is that is completely red. And we need to get you on there as a Republican. You have to get on there as a Republican. Trump, maybe change your first name. I don't know. <laughs> might, the Trump might be enough. Maybe. Wow, that's pretty good. Pretty that good. Is... Or I just changed my name. That might be right. easier or harder. Power. I don't know. I it's don't know. most dastardly and cynical. I love it. I think it, I, I think we should just because we we should do it with you though because I think it's you you have the 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 family history uh, as, long as, as long as people don't Google we need to create our own QAnon world where you are like you're actually running the shots here you're calling the shots you're you and JFK Jr. and all this together district in Colorado where I'm from get Lauren Bobert out of there <laughs> too much. 
it's not a great place anyway where I grew up, and this is just killing me. That that is cruel. Yeah. yeah. All right, so it's settled. Uh, totally. I'll I'll. Uh, you don't even have to move to Colorado. You, Dr. Oz is running. He's in New Jersey. <laughs> do it from Jersey Chelsea. Running, Run right? via Zoom. Yeah. From Soho. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> okay, oh, man. Uh, it's not going to be as good as that. I came up with Vote Dem In. <laughs> I like it's it. not even close to as good. No, it's not. I like it. It's like a plan but you've asked this to people before. People, somebody must have said that before, right? Nobody said that before. Oh wow! I was like, oh, here's the obvious joke. Original in your bumper stickers. So you're right. You get those out because I basically, you know, the good ones. I'm actually making them bumper stickers and raising money for uh, campaigns and that are worth, you know, especially uh, candidates in swing swing districts and stuff like that. So. Um, that said, I don't think the Mary Trump. That's a if uh, it has to be the plan. That that will not the sticker will not see in the Trump name on a car. Trump 2022 sticker isn't already being printed. This is a great idea. If nothing else, it's confusing. It would be better, right? If people think I'm him running for president and in 2022, yeah, right. Yeah, well, they all want him confused. back this year. The, the the Q people want him back this year, so they might oh, think this is really right. in the works. So um, we'll make that happen, and I'll win, of course, and I'll uh, <laughs> tell Joe Biden that he can be president instead. Oh, okay, cool. I well, if you need a, a chief of staff or a campaign manager, Devron will do it. I've got I'm busy. I can't do it. <laughs> You're busy. <laughs> yeah. All I'm right. Busy. All right. Sorry. <laughs> but I would like a cabinet position if in the White House once you're in there, please. All right, it's yours. I'm giving them out. I'm All right, sweet. The campaign, yeah. so you can. Yeah, I, I'm going to be too busy doing other stuff. So okay, you know, cool. Devron's got cool. that, and also I'll give you all of my own. Yes, basically. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys, it was so good to meet you. Jason Selvig, Devram Stiefler, The Good Liars. Everybody check out their videos and their Twitter. Um, it's brilliant stuff. And it actually, it, it, it will help you understand what's going on uh, in places you may not want to pay attention, but really need to. And they're fucking hysterical. So oh, there's that too. So guys, thank you again. Stay safe. And uh, hopefully I'll see you again soon. Sweet. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Having us. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Tonight, uh, I want to end with some bumper sticker ideas from you. Uh, because the more the merrier. And I so appreciate that uh, you all have taken the initiative um, because we need all the help we can get. So, uh, from Lynette, stop hateful, ignorant Trumpism. Short to the point. From Jillian in Canada, seeing red, vote blue in 22. Love it. Um, from Trina, this is something she heard I, uh, by the beans. I assume you mean the Daily Beans, the podcast of my friend Allison Gill, Vote blue, not Q, definitely. Um, from Dawn, channeling the collective anger, what's going on with the Supreme Court right now, my body, his choice, is not an option. 
Definitely not. From Lori, make America democratic again. Nice, succinct, again, to the point. From Beth, democracy, not theocracy. From Two-Tone, vote while you still can. Uh, those are all great. Please keep them coming in um, because, like I said, the more, the merrier. Uh, we need to help Dems craft their messaging. And, uh, you know, we don't have all that much time left. So thank you so much for listening to tonight's strategy session. Uh, it was such a pleasure to have Jason Selvig and Devarm Stiefler on with me tonight. Uh, I, if you have not already seen their videos, which would surprise me because they, they're kind of ubiquitous, uh, please do check them out. Um, they're well worth your while. And be here this coming Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. It's youtube.com slash Politicon. That's the Mary Trump Show live this coming Thursday. And of course, next Tuesday, we will have another strategy session also at youtube.com slash Politicon, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow Politicon on YouTube like the episode and also uh, ring the bell because um, that way you will get every news episode every time it drops. And you can also uh, find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to give this show a five-star review because it really, really does help other people find the show. And, you know, we want to be spreading the word here. So if you have any questions for me or if you have any bumper stickers ideas, you can send them to mary at politicon.com. Thank you again so much for being here. I appreciate all of you. And until next time, stay safe and be kind.